What does it mean that God is working all things together for your good? You know, we might all have differing opinions on exactly how God does this, but the truth is God is good. He does good. And he's working all things together for your good. Thank you for joining me today for this Bible study entitled Refined, Finding Joy in the Midst of the Fire. This is Carol McLeod, your friend and your host on Defiant Joy Radio. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer. Please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now let's join Carol for today's inspiring message. We're right in the middle of studying one of the most well-known scriptures in the entire Bible. But what we have strategically done is we're looking at the verses that precede Romans 8, 28, as well as the verse that follows it, so we can get its full impact. So let's take just a few minutes and review today, and then we'll move ahead as we study these life-changing scriptures from Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You know, Jesus knew that there would be times when we would face great weakness on planet Earth, and so he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit gives us power and guides us. The Holy Spirit actually helps us know how to pray when words just don't do it in the middle of a fire. Romans 8, verse 27. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You know, the Holy Spirit, who's an expert at everything, knows exactly what is going on inside of us. And you know what else the Holy Spirit knows? He also knows the mind of God. And so he brings our human pain together with the mind of God and prays for us. He prays for God's will to happen in our lives. You know, you must ask yourself, what is God's will in any situation in life? Well, God's will is his word. God's will is what he desires, and his desires are found in the word of God. And then the landing scripture that all of us have known by memory for many years, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So what is God's will? This is God's will. Romans 8, 28 is God's will. God's will is to take all the turmoil and the frustration and the disappointment and the tragedy of our life and work it together to create something beautiful, something glorious, a masterpiece, a miracle. It's what God does. You know, trials and difficulties and tragedies 
when experienced singularly, are bitter and unappetizing and even revolting. But God can carefully mix the events of our lives and create a masterpiece. The good that God is working is the good that he's working inside of you. The good that God is working is the glory that he's placing inside of you. The good that God is working is the faith that he's building inside of you. You know, we think that good is what brings us health and happiness and pleasure. But what God defines as good is that which makes us more like Jesus. Let's read Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Did you know that that was the verse that came after Romans 8.28? Romans 8.28 tells us that whatever comes into our life, God can work together for good. And then the word that begins, Romans 8.29, is the word for. So this verse is about to describe how God is well able to work all things together for good. And it says that he predestined us to become conformed to the image of his son. God uses our suffering to make us more like Jesus. And if that's not a miracle... I don't know what is. God uses the imperfections of this fallen world to make you and I, the children of God, more like Jesus. If that's not good and glorious, I don't know what is. God can take pain and he can take it and turn those who are the recipients of the pain, the victims of the pain, and use the pain as a springboard to make us more like Jesus. I don't understand it with my human mind, but I'm so glad that that's what God does in my life. I must say that all the pain I've been through is worth it if it makes me like Jesus, because I wanna be like him. I want to decrease so that he will increase in my life. You know, often God will deliver us out of the pain. He always protects us by shielding us with his goodness when we're in a horrific situation in life. But the best good that he does, the greatest good that he does, the most miraculous good that he does is perhaps not delivering us out of it, perhaps not protecting us from it. But perhaps the greatest good is that he's making you and I to look like, talk like, act like, and to love like Jesus. What could be better than that? I know a man whose teenage son was killed in a car accident. His son was killed by a drunk driver. And these are the words of that father who had to say goodbye to his son way too early. What I wish is that I could have learned and grown and drawn close to the Lord, just like I have through this experience, but still have my son here with me. That captures it perfectly, doesn't it? We wish that we could have the good that God brought through tragedy and suffering without the suffering. But I just want to encourage you in the Lord today and tell you that everything that comes into your life is filtered through the Father's goodness. Nothing will touch you that he does not allow and that he will not work 
for your ultimate good. God is able to take what is incredibly bad and turn it into something incredibly good. Only a good, all-powerful God is able to do that. If a greater good can take place by God allowing you to walk through something rather than be delivered by it, then that's what he will do. But he will protect you with his presence the entire time you're walking through the fire. He will not allow the flame to land upon you. He will not allow any singeing to take place. He will protect you and guide you as you walk through the fire. God always goes for the greatest good in our lives. And what is the greatest good? To make us like Jesus. So my prayer for you is this. The next time you find yourself saying, oh no, God, oh no, really? Do I have to go through this? I hope that you'll declare with your next breath, my God is good. My God is good all the time. God is good. He does good, and he's working all things together for my good. One of the things that I have learned in life this side of heaven is that life is a process, isn't it? It's a process of trials and blessings, of challenges and tests, of pain and delight. And God uses this process of life, this side of eternity, to turn us into something beautiful, into something glorious, into something usable for Christ and his kingdom. God has a process that refines us and defines us. And our lives are about his process. It's the process in which he miraculously changes our ashes into something beautiful. He turns our messes into miracles. He takes our tests and gives us testimonies. Have you ever spent much time thinking about the word process? You know, we love words like productive and purpose and prosperous. But perhaps the word process is a good word for you to consider as you consider the fires in life that have come your way. All three of those words, productive and purpose and prosperous, are dependent upon the process, the process of refining us and turning our lives into pure gold. Today, I'm going to tell you a story, and we'll continue over the next few days with the continuance of this Bible story. You might have heard it while in Sunday school. It's a story of how to go through the fire and not even smell like smoke. You need this story because we all face the fire. We don't want to go through the fire. Believe me, I don't want to go through it any more than you do. But there is a way to be in the fire and yet not of the fire. There is a way to go through the fire and not even smell like smoke. We're going to be extracting some principles from this miraculous story about how to go through the fire and not even smell like smoke. I must admit, I have gone through some fires and have come out smelling like smoke. I've come out with the residue of ashes all over me, but that's because I did it my way and not God's way. And when you go through a fire guided by the principles found in the word of God, there's a promise for you in Isaiah that you'll go through the fire and not even smell like smoke. 
The story that we're going to be studying today and over the next few days is found in the book of Daniel. It took place more than 25 centuries ago. It's the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and the three Jewish boys. You might have heard of them before, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me read to you from Daniel 1, 3 through 5. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom there was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. So these boys were the big men on campus. They were the whole package. They were good looking. They were smart. They were athletic. And the King Nebuchadnezzar had some plans for them. I hope you'll join me tomorrow for the rest of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433. It's my pleasure to study God's Word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855-JOY-LIFE. Or you can email me directly, carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll-free, 855-569-5433, or go online to justjoyministries.com.